And we're back. Oh, my. Oh, my so goodness. Take no break. So, we're going to run down this. Well, not all of this, but we might run this. I have something to talk. Let's talk, 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 talk. Right. talk. What y'all want to talk about? Talk, 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 talk. I can't touch him. People gonna look at the comments and go like, oh, this video. Yeah, and it's not, it's not social distancing either. You my brother, man. You my dog, and I'm your dog. That's right. You, you his dog, dog, for sure. Uh, what y'all want to talk about? <laughs> we have a list of topics there, buddy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> tell us uh, what we're talking about. Well, let's just run down the list then. No, just find some. Just one of them. I mean, anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what you say? <laughs> Alright, so let, let's let's get this T, because I I don't understand yet. How much those college football players getting paid now? Um still the bang. What that that new I stuff going scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> I can't now let's not not just y'all, let's talk about the big athletes. Alright, so you know Like Alabama. I ain't gonna say that like that. Yeah, I'm talking like people that's like well, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing, babe. All right, <laughs> I can only speak on a little bit because the fans are watching. <laughs> and I don't want to go down. Right. If you ain't got to say that, we no, 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 we, nah. So like, fuck. It's not even just football. You know, all athletes. We you, we don't get paid like professional athletes. Um, we don't have a steady income for you know playing sports, and we're also encouraged not to have a job because the job will interfere with school and you know your sport. Um, that's why they offer scholarships, you know, scholarships, they pay for your school, they pay for, you know, room and board, they pay for all that stuff. And then you get a tuition, I'm not tuition, you get a stipend. The stipend is given to the scholarship players, you know, to help them with their rent if they live off campus. If they live on campus, it helps them, you know, pay for food out, outside of school. So, um. I think the people that live on campus, like I know for Liberty, they get a couple hundred dollars. Bama, I think they get, they probably get a lot. Um, the people that live off campus, they get a couple, they probably get a grand or so. Bama, they probably get a lot. Um, and I think that's just based off for, you know, Bama, LSU, Clemson, you know, those schools do. Dude. All right, so all right, all right, that's that's nothing. That's all I need. That's all I need. Thank you. I I I like the decision because um, a lot of these athletes, they would tell you like you watch the documentaries of these professional athletes that make it big and they look back on their time on college. They would say, "Yo, I'm on ESPN. I'm on all of this stuff, but I'm broke at the end of the day." And a lot of these, especially black athletes. Your whole goal to make it big is to take care of your family. So if you can't send any money home to 
a impoverished area that you're from to help your mom, your dad, whatever, then yes, I'm, I'm looking at that 600000 that the G League is offering like, yup, that's it. Because a lot of these other athletes, you know, they may have, you know, what they need from their family. And most people will say, well, you're getting paid, you're getting a free education. I can't, some people can't turn a degree into taking care of their family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just because I got a degree, like and like most of us got degrees, that don't mean nothing. Yeah. At, at all. And I think, like, for me, um, I remember freshman year, I actually wrote a paper on this. But, you know, the biggest argument in college is, you know, a regular student versus an athlete. A regular student feels like the athlete is granted everything in the world. The athlete feels like we don't have anything. Yeah. Um, with this, with what the NBA is doing, it gives a college, you know, right now colleges, you know, to get into a UVA or to get into a tech, it's hard. Yeah. You know, you got to look at how many people are applying to that school and you got to look at how many athletes you plan on bringing in that year. If all the athletes just go start professional development, you, that takes out half of that number. So it allows, you know, student it, it gives students a higher rate to go to that school. Mm. And I think that's the biggest thing. Because so, when I look at when I look at a Zion Williamson, who was the big name coming out of college last year, everybody knew him, already a superstar coming out of high school, to go to Duke. What did he get at, what did he get from that? Almost a career in the injury. Yeah. I mean, he, he got the excitement of playing in Cameron indoor. That's about it. I think, I mean, if as far as if they have this platform across all sports, if you do go to college, I think it should be off the simple fact that you're using that to develop, develop yourself more. Yeah. Um, I think it should be only open to, you know, those that can go into the NFL or go into the NBA or whatever professional sport, and they can make an impact right then and there. Well, we know it's a business, and college and the professional are working together to say, hey, these guys going straight to pro is taking away money out of the college pockets because if Zion doesn't go to Duke, then I'm, we're not going to get the views on ESPN that we would if Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett is together. Yeah. So we know it is a business deal when it comes to professional, but I'm just looking at it from a different perspective, like, like Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is like, yo, what am I going to class for? Yeah. Like, I know what's about to happen. I know I'm about to be the number one pick. And he said that. What if, why am I going to class? I'm going straight to the I'm going to the NBA next year anyway. I'm not coming back here. Like, I think it's crazy now. Um, well, I know I see it a lot on Instagram. But high schoolers, you know, they – and his cousin Zion, you know, LeBron. But, like, it's nothing to see a rapper wearing a high school player's jersey. Word. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it's nothing to see. Like I think NBA Youngboy was at a freshman basketball player's game. And just because NBA Youngboy was there, it brought out more fans. Yeah. So high schools are eating. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, if you look at, um, what's his name? I seen a video. Is it Mikey Williams that got, like, the afro? That's I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that one game I watched, like, he was going crazy. But well, there probably was only 40 people there. <laughs> like, how are you the top player in the world, but ain't nobody at these high school games? Yeah. Because I seen, uh, had to make sure I seen it right. One of the ones, he flipped his uh, commitment from, uh, I forgot where it was at. Uh, but he flipped the commitment and went to the G League. G League was giving him, what, 500000 
But they also told him, after you leave the G League, we still going to pay for your college. Yeah. Once you go. And yeah. one, that's, that's, that's a game changer. That's a game changer right there. I was like, because I, I knew I had seen it. But I was like, let me look at it. I make sure I seen this right. Because it was a whole, you get a whole lot of notifications right now. Yeah. Just glancing at them. But I was like, yeah, that's. That's why I was like, because like, what, like, alone last week, it was about four or five players that declared they was going to skip college and go yeah. to the G League. But then I look at all the players that's not going to come back for, uh, like Jalen Smith for, for uh, Maryland, sophomore. Uh, is he NBA ready? I'm not really sure. But it's like all of these players declaring for the draft, like, hey, all y'all not going to get drafted. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why I feel like, you know, if you not top tier, Go well, college, bro. but basketball is different because you have to realize even if you don't get drafted by the NBA, when you play in that summer league, that's where the European teams come in. Yeah. So you can still go across seas and make money. <clears throat> and, th- and that's the difference between like the NFL and the NBA is there are so many outlets to play basketball in the world now yeah. to where you can make money. Like even with uh, LeVar Ball's thing, great idea. It may not have been executed well, but great idea to give players an opportunity to say, hey, I don't want to play high school basketball. Yeah. I don't want to play college basketball. I want to make money and travel the world and play basketball. Why wouldn't you do that? And he just bought the team he played for. Yeah, like why, why wouldn't you do that? I, I would say the only mistake LeVar probably made to me, uh, let me preface that again, to me, that LeVar made was probably not asking LaMelo. Like, hey, I know you're in high school right now. Do you, would you want to play at the college level? And if Lamar and if Lamelo says yes, then you say, okay, just finish out high school. Yeah. We ain't gonna go across. So you just finish out high school, go play your one year, and then we go pro. But I felt like because he felt like he had to make the decision, it was like, nah, I'm gonna take you out of high school. You are gonna go overseas, and then it's like he get overseas, and he like, I do kind of want to play college. All right, let's get you back on the high school team. It was like, well, can't go to college because they paid you over there. So now. You gotta go back over there. So I feel like Lamelo had—he took the wrong course for the right reasons. It's just Lavar Bro wasn't educated enough. What's one of the main um, majors that athletes take? <laughs> Sport management. Sports management. What else? Um, business. Business, business manager, yeah. right? So a lot of people say, "Well, you should go to college and get your degree just in case it doesn't work out." Very true. But if I make it big. Do I really need a college degree, business degree, to invest my money, or can I hire a mentor that can give me the first-hand on experience other than the book work? Because that's the difference between colleges. You're getting the book work, but nobody know how to do it. Yeah. But if I can hire somebody to do it that can show me how to do it, or another NBA, NFL player who's doing it to show me the ropes, <laughs> what's the difference? Yeah. I just got to learn how to manage my money better. That's it. And see, again, that's why I felt like LeVar Ball got it right, but because... LeVar Ball is so um, egotistical. He don't listen to nobody because they had somebody that was in the NBA was telling him what he should do. What? Uh, well, I know what what um, what what Lonzo. I'm not sure about Lamelo though. Um, like he was explaining everything what that Zoe had to do. I just don't know if LeVar used him for Lamelo. I don't know. I think he he was just he was looking to get paid. You know what I'm saying? Because he was moving real fast. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think he was looking for headlines, and I think he was looking 
to show people like, yo, we don't need nobody from the outside. We can do it as a family. But he just forgot, like, okay, I don't know it all. Yeah. Yeah, so T, I'll ask you this. If you were in a position to go straight from high school to the pros and they said, we're going to pay you X amount of dollars and people are in your ear like, yo, it may not work out. What are you going to do? Would you go take the money or would you go to college? <laughs> Taking the money. See, I was going to ask that before you did, but then before I asked it, I thought like, okay, in the NBA, like you're just shooting the basketball, you're running, you're jumping. It's physical, but football... Like, it's different when you 18 and come across the middle and I know he retired, but and Ray Lewis hit you. Yeah, but Versus you being 22 and Ray Lewis hit you. Well, let me ask you a supplemental question because are you a saying what? that? <laughs> <laughs> you just said egotistical. You just said egotistical. You just said egotistical. All right, nah, go on. So I said you say something. You said egotistical. Are you saying that you would take the money because of your background like if you came from a family that already had money so you're going to play at give me stanford you're going to play at stanford okay would you do it would you go to stanford or would you still take the money Being if, I know you, if your family already came from money you going on a full ride but your family already businesses whatever if you if, you if you was barry sanders son i'm still taking the money just off the simple fact, I don't, I don't like school. <laughs> like, you know, I, I always say when the conversation comes up, why are you here? I say, you know, I don't come here to play school. I come to play. I'm, a, I like football. Right. It just that, so happens. Happen. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I gotta go this route. <laughs> and with, uh, with basketball, even with Zion, I feel like Zion, he got that experience. The one thing that the NBA cannot give. The NCAA in basketball is that experience in March. The experience in March is what Zion wanted. He got it. But once he got hurt, you could tell he he was really thinking about coming back that next year. Yeah, but the players just got robbed of that. Yeah. Well, the I mean, players it, just got robbed of that. Well, he, he came out and said that a few months ago. Was yeah. like, I didn't want to go pro. Like, my yeah. family told me to go pro. Yeah. I wanted to come back to do Yeah, and see, that's the thing you also going to face, too. Like, it's, it's some people there that, you know, they love – college like they want to live that college but, also, but you, yeah, but you can tell zion just wanted to be a kid that's cool yeah. but if your family pressure i want to know why they was pressuring them yeah they probably need the bread <laughs> that yeah. and you got to think about also um another reason um is because okay everybody knows that zion's gonna play one year at duke and he's gone yeah so now when you recruit it's like okay now i gotta re you recruiting to replace zion not to bring Zion back. So if you bring Zion back, the kid that you recruited is like, okay, now there's no point for me to come to Duke now because y'all still got Zion. Yeah. So now I'm a foot. Yeah. But I think as far as like if I'm Zion and you know Zion's family, okay. I just watched a music video where Drake had my college basketball jersey on. And I'm not seeing nothing. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do. Well, it was likeness. We'll say that. it was like. I mean, it's likeness. Cause his name one on the back, so we gotta say. But we know. We'll say, right, yeah. We'll, we'll okay, know. we'll say. It, yeah, but we we know he got that. What did you think? <laughs> what do you think? Well, dang. I mean, he probably got. I seen the reports that came out. But see, that's <laughs> that's the next thing, though. That's the next thing. That's the Carolina, ever. <laughs> the Carolina. That's the Carolina. You got you got schools like Duke, you no know, Carolina, Clemson. Like it's nothing to go to LSU and see them boys in 
and Corvettes and Chargers. Yeah, well, Bill just said that to Tatum. He was like, so you wouldn't take – he was like, so you wouldn't take 500 k from the G League? He's like, so Duke must be giving you 600 k I mean – Duke boy is different though. I think I think I think they are well taken care of, but not to the point where you can take care of your family the way you want to with your own money. Oh yeah, because what, what say like the Zion, like after after he got that first injury, then it comes a percentage game after that. Now it's like we know you're going to the league, but you already got hurt once. You get hurt one more time, you're gonna go from say fifteen million first year to. Uh, NBA starting salary that might not even be uh, a million. Right. So at that point, it's almost like <clears throat> you telling your kid like, like the percentages is what. Even if we don't need the money, the percentage is telling you that you need to go to the league now. Well, with Zion, he of course he's a special case. But even other college players, y'all do have nutritionists and all of that stuff. But there was even complaints that college players weren't even getting you know the food that they needed. So for Zion, he couldn't stay four years because his body would have already wore down if he didn't find yeah. somebody that can get him in shape and get him on the right diet. Yeah. I think, like, as far as that, I mean, I don't know how it is across the country, but I know, like, as far as, like, football schools, the nutrition is, like, you have a set plan. Yeah, you do, but you know how many times do they say at the draft uh, combine or whatever – that this player is overweight or underweight. Like they need they need to get into physical shape, they need to do this. So it ain't saying that all of the colleges are getting it wrong. It's just saying it's not to that standard. Yeah. It's, and that's the thing, like it's it's hard for me to speak like on that stuff because I'm only I can only look at it from the football aspect. Yeah. But I I mean I wanna say like it was a video when Zion was in college and him and RJ was talking about going to McDonald's at one in the morning. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, and that's like, the kid and you, you do want to experience yeah. that. Yeah. And once you're in college, you ain't disciplined yeah. yet anyways. Even if you got a plan, you ain't yeah. disciplined enough to say you can eat this for breakfast, you can eat this as a snack, you can eat this for lunch, this for a snack, and this yeah. for dinner. You gonna want to go to yeah. that McDonald's or right. that because you have an experience like LeBron knows that like all right, if I don't do this, my body gonna feel like this. Yeah. Or if I if if I eat McDonald's here and there for eighty two games, I'm not I'm not gonna feel right. Yeah. My body not gonna feel right. I'm gonna get hurt. Zion don't know. They like brother. I'm jumping out the gym. Let's go get McDonald's. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. As far as me, I'm if I was given the opportunity, I'm not going to college. I don't care if I was every school Bama could offer me. I'm not going. Yeah, if I was coming out of high school and you say you're 600K or you can go to such and such for four years, ain't no guarantee that I'm going to the NBA. Ain't well, no guarantee I'm getting football no Football is different, too. Like, So what, what if you had this situation? Okay. What if uh, you was uh, maybe a tweener, late-round tweener? Okay. And they let, they're telling you you can go straight from high school to NFL. And but if you don't get drafted, okay. you can't go back to college. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Now, because that's the that's the difference between football and basketball. Okay, you tell me that. Now I'll go across country. I'll go overseas. Did, yeah, did y'all read that article? Did y'all read that article? Is it saying that when that dude get drafted by any team, his first contract is going to be five hundred k? Is that what that's saying? Uh, right. I see or is he getting signed outside the, guy, of the draft? But the guy that's going to the G yeah. League, 
Or is he not entering the draft and he's getting just signed by a team? I'm assuming he's getting signed by the team that's drafting. Like like um Jello. So they just saying if you get drafted, we're starting your salary here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because uh Jello signed with uh that's crazy. Is he signed right when the corona hit? He signed with Oklahoma City. Yeah. yeah. And they signed him for six hundred K. But it was the G League team. So in even if you sign that contract, you can still go back to college until you see money. Right. I'm yeah. assuming. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, I mean, because if you look at it as far as the football aspect, you know what I'm saying? Uh, a professional's day is totally different than a college student day. You mean tell me I can wake up, I know what practice is, but I can go work out when I want to. I can plan my day accordingly. I don't have to go to school. You know what I'm saying? Like, that comes into play. Mm-hmm. I I mean, if you young, like, it's dudes in the NFL that's 20. I'm 20. <laughs> so, you know. Well, that was the thing about the NBA is that's why they stop allowing it. Not just because um, the funding with colleges. They weren't ready. Yeah. Deshaun yeah. Stevenson, uh, Sebastian Telfair, yeah. those type of players, they weren't ready. And it was wasting play. It was wasting money. It was uh, wasting NBA teams' time. Yeah. Um, that's what I just if they gonna do it, you know, you gotta handle it the way you handle it. But then you got players like you know, Q Rich that went to uh the Quince for a year and, you know, had about twelve, thirteen years in the NBA. And you got D Miles who was a phenomenal when he wasn't hurt, but he stayed hurt a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And not knowing, you know, maybe I still feel like D-Mal should have went to college for one year. Oh, yeah. And that would have been exciting for college yeah. football. He would always be one of my favorite Because he said he, he had chose St. John's. But then, yeah. you know. But, again, they told him, like, you know, he said he chose St. John's. But then they said, yo, you're going to be a top ten pick. Like, what you going to college for? Well, if he was telling the truth, Sebastian Telfair said one of the reasons why he didn't make it is because when he showed up to the NBA, he was already – more of a superstar than some of the NBA players that was on the yeah, team. Yeah, and I think that's another thing. I, I'm not sure, so I could be totally wrong. I mean, he was on the cover with LeBron, so. Yeah. Back in those days, did they have, like, rookie development? Mm, when Sebastian like got there, I want to say they did when, when Bassey got Bassey, the thing is, is he put the onus on somebody else, but a lot of that Bassey was, he was high-headed. But here's the thing, though. If he would have... If he was from anywhere else but New York, he wouldn't have, like, wasn't he from New York? Yeah, If yeah. he was anywhere from New York, say if he had Call that, it would be, say, say if he had that same attitude and he was from yeah. uh, Virginia. He was probably, he would have had a good lead. Right. But once you come from New York and they say, feel like you're the second coming. Uh, right, side, because you you look at Marcus Vick when he got the tech. They said yeah. he, shook, he pulled up in the Mercedes, yeah. like, first day. Uh Bassey's cousin is Stephon Marbury. Yeah. So I feel like Bassey went in there like, yo, my brother, my cousin, my older cousin is Stephon Marbury. Ain't nothing y'all can tell me. But, and you also young, so when they say we drafting you first round out of high school, you look at Braun, you look at KG, yeah. you look at those players and say, oh, this is how they trusted me. Yeah. So they, they brought me in from high school because y'all ain't getting it done. Right now, bro. What is one person that impacted your life and they may not have no idea that they did? Like somebody you came across in the community, like your family member, 
that just, they might have said something to you, they might have pulled you like under their wing, and they don't even know that, that they had an impact on your life? Um, uh, Chaney. And Chaney, Chaney is so, how can I put this? Like Chaney is so humble that when you start complimenting him, he start complimenting you. Yeah. Just because that's just how humble he is. And like the, the impact Chaney, Chaney and uh, KG had on my life, like, you know, growing up, us playing basketball outside, like we looked up to them. We didn't look up to the NBA players. We looked up to them, so them stopping by, shooting <clears throat> basketball. Like, I went to school, yeah, I just shot ball with uh, Chang Preston. Like, he was on the state championship team. So, the impact that he has, I mean, even to this day on my life, um, all the way from back then to now, you know, I was thankful that I was able to come across him and connect with him because my life has been changed ever since I met him. You know, I remember throwing the football and hitting his car and he look out the window, we all to run. And he'd look out there and just see the ball rolling in the street because we all ran. But, you know, Chaney always, he always allowed us to be us. Um, you know, mistakes and all because Chaney understand. He understood that we would learn from our mistakes. You know what I'm saying? I remember when I was going through what I was going through. You know, he never said nothing to me. Until after I got over it, it was like, yeah, I knew you was going to pull through that. You know what I'm saying? So coming across Chaney even at a young age and even now at 31 was, you know. I think Chaney knows he impacted our lives. But like I said, because Chaney is so humble, when you start telling him about how, you know, you impact, he impacted us, he started giving you compliments. Yeah. That's just him. T? Um, for me, it would be Uncle Jay. Um. I, I really don't think he has. Boy, boy just came across his uncle, huh? <laughs> <laughs> nah, because, like, the, the relationship we have, like, of course we have, like, a really strong relationship. But I don't think, like, he knows the amount of impact he's had on my life because of the two different paths that we follow. Um, you know, of course, I'm I'm an athlete. I love sports. He, he watches sports, but he's not really into them. He's into cars. Um, but he impacted my life for the simple fact that he followed his dream all the way through. Um, he made it okay, you know, to have his own business. And really, he, he really impacted me out the simple fact of, yeah, come on, cuz. But uh, <laughs> he, he impacted me out the simple fact that, you know, he, I mean, he provided, the way he provides for his family. Um, he made it okay for, you know, his wife to stay at home and, you know, do what she do. He made it okay, you know, to take care of three boys, you know what I'm saying? And like, just the, the way he did, he has no problem going in, working on the weekends. He has no problem, you know, missing family events to go work to provide for his family. Um, and then just the <clears throat> the lessons outside of that that he taught me, as far as, you know, how to handle things in a business manner, um, how to, you know, approach things the right way. And at the end of the day, you know, if you're ever around grandma, she calls me Jay. Stay <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, if you ever around any anybody in the family, I always get Jay because they say I remind them of Jay. So you know, being younger, it would make me mad because I'm not Jay on T. But like looking at it now, it's just the impact that he had on my life. So I can only strive to be, you know, as good as a man 
that he is, but he definitely laid out the blueprint. Yeah, that's what, you know, much like what you said, you know, with Cheney, watching him go through the ups and downs of, you know, trying to work for somebody else, trying to establish himself to cut hair and to have the door shut, you know, in your face every time. Because the people felt like your craft was too good because they didn't want to better their craft. So to, to see all the adversity he faced and to keep his head high and, you know what I'm saying, whenever you see Chan, he's always the same. No matter what he's facing, what he's dealing with, he always the same. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I want you to come. I want you to come. I want you to come. Drink the water, man. But no, I asked for the water 20 minutes. I'll just speak on like, Chaney had his business for how long? 10 plus years? Yeah. And then Uncle mm-hmm. um, yeah. had his business for 10 plus years? Yeah. So just to see them like now, they're at the point where, you know, they're, they're actually living off of their business. You know, yeah. I just got a, a brand new charger. You know, he's been wanting a charger for a long, long time. But just to see how his work ethic and his dedication got him that charger. You know, Chaney. Chaney had just one side of the shop open for years. And now he was he was able to open up the other side and provide opportunities for, you know, other people. But right. just to just to see that, man, it's it's amazing. And for him to be, you know, upper 30s, still setting goals and, and accomplishing them. You know, because, you know, he accomplished two goals here recently in the past year. You know, I won't speak on that. I let him do that but because uh, I don't want to put his business out. But, you know, to see him still setting goals at, you know, upper 30s uh, or late 30s, you know, still because you look at, you know, 31. You know, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I feel like, like, dang, like, what if I would have, if I could go back to when I was like 20, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And. I remember I said that to him one day. It was like, what if I could go back to being like 20? You know, I had all these dreams and goals. And he was like, Carl, I didn't get my first shot till I was 30. So, like, you 31, you still got time. So, <clears throat> like I said, just, just stuff like that. You know, I mean, we, I can go on for days talking about how Chaney impacted my life. But. All right, Justin. Uh, <clears throat> I kind of sitting there trying to think. Trying to think of somebody outside of hey, him. Hey, nobody in Pentecost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think like, like outside of family. But uh family, I'll probably say uh my grandma. Uh like I think about our whole family is like you don't you never can really like like tell somebody, hey, I'm proud of you, or like, hey, hey, I love you, or something like that. Like basically letting them know, giving their flowers right here. Like my family ain't never like we tell each other, love, we love each other, but like tell her, oh, I'm proud of you for this, or I'm glad you're doing this. We don't never do. We might throw a joke in or something to try to like, like tell them that, but we don't never just tell them, hey, I'm proud of you for doing this. But uh, like with my grandma, is like, I mean, she she there for everything. Even if she don't like, she ain't got no social media or nothing, so people don't really see what she do behind the scenes. Uh, of course, she the glue to the family. Just seeing what she just like, what she do with the resources she has is like, you know, that's crazy. Like, I I don't know if I, I don't know if I could do what she's doing with the resources she got mm-hmm. and still impacting everybody. <clears throat> like I go like I go around the town and like 
They'll bring them up. Hey, look, where are your grandma been? Yeah, tell her I need one of them pies. Yeah, she came up to so and so and sold, sold like 10 pies. Grandma ain't even said nothing about it. <laughs> so, I just feel like, uh. Because you used to see him, uh, yo, what's such such doing? I seen him on social media telling that video really, uh-huh. you know, that's the impact that you used to see nowadays. Yeah. That'd be mad. Like, you know, I, I it's, it's funny because uh, I tweeted one time, I seen Miss Blanche in, um, in the laundromat. And she came in. Now, granted, now she know she know who I am. She know my mom, but she know my mama more. And, you know, she was spoke, she spoke, she was talking to me. And I tweeted, I was like, yo, every, I bet you everybody wish they had a grandma like Miss Blanche. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just, just, just how she is. Like, when she walks in the room, she just steals the room. You know, just just about how she talked to people. Uh, mine would be. What does watch? Mine would be uh, Doctor Marvin McGinnis. Yo. Um, growing up playing basketball, him and my dad coached together, and they were night and day. They coached so differently, and my dad brought on Doctor McGinnis because he was so different. So you know, for me. Um, I had to be handled a different way. You know, when my dad would say something to Shaquan, you know, he'd grab Shaquan up, go out here and do this, do this, and that third, and he'd go out there and score 20 points. If you grab me up and tell me what I did wrong, I'm going to shut down. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to turn the ball over four or five more times before I get it. And, you know, Mr. McGinnis would always pull me aside, and he would just talk to me, like, subtly. And that's the way I understood it. He would always say, I know we joke about calling me the floor general, but whenever he would see me in the store or, you know, in the community, he would say, hey, where my point guard at? That's not my point guard. And it's because he wanted me to take control, you know, when we play basketball. So even when we won't play basketball, he would say, where my point guard at? Where my point guard at? And that resonated with my character and that point guard mentality of that leadership, just trying to take control. And I owe that to, you know, Dr. McGinnis because whenever I seen him, I wanted him to say that. Where's my point guard at? Because I wanted that recognition from him as a, as a leader. And it helped me with my character. And it helped um, it helped my dad, you know, with his coaching style. Was like, okay, sometimes you might have to do it this way. So, um, Dr. McGinn has definitely impacted my life. Um, okay. With that being said, you know. Just you went already. No, no. I, well, I was going to transition. But, <laughs> you know, just speaking on the positive aspects of, you know, who impacted your life and stuff like that. How do you feel? What would what would be your your definition of cutting people off? My definition of cutting people off would be um done with them. Like we're not friends. We we can't we're not kicking it, we're not rocking. And for me, of course, because we all have big hearts. You know, we, we've established that on this on this podcast that we all have big hearts. So we can forgive people, you know. Um, I don't think we have a problem with that. But to forgive somebody and then forget, yeah. we're not doing that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, there's some people that have done me wrong in, in the past. I, I, I speak to them. I dap them up. I might ask them how the family is. It, it ain't going to go no further than that. Am I going to invite you over? Nope. We're going to hang out? Nope. Am I going to involve you in anything I'm doing? Nope. Because you've, you've lost that trust with me. And um, I don't need anybody else. 
that's the, that's the great thing about the circle that we have. I have no problem with cutting other people off like that that I can't trust because I have a group of people like this that I can't trust. So I don't I don't need you to come in my circle. Do you think it's okay? Does your heart have you when you cut off a family member, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know that's somebody that you know you see every day. Do you handle that differently than you handle cutting off a friend, or do you handle it the same way? Differently, because I have cut off family before, and that doesn't apply. Because the family that we come from, they're family. So when you try to cut somebody off like that, it doesn't just affect your relationship. It affects other people's relationship. So if I cut off a family member or a cousin, let's just say me and Shaquan has a problem, um, which we have in the past. Yeah. It affects my mom. <clears throat> So we, we, we can't continue to do this because it affects my mom, it affects my dad, it affects my stepdad, it affects y'all. Yeah, because we have, to, we have to talk to y'all separately now because we got a problem. So family is always different. That's why people say family going to be family no matter what. Um, but, um, but you can't take advantage of that. So there are some people I will forgive. I won't forget because I'm going to just say I just know how you are. I know how to handle you now. I know not to trust you with this now. Um, but you know, I can't completely cut you off like that. Like I can with somebody that entered my life on different circumstances. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think, um, as far as me and you, because you know, we're both cancers. Yeah. And so, <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, no, talk this <laughs> but like our, our emotions, I do like this, Kwan, but like our emotions are different. Well, I yeah. won't say our emotions are different, but like it's different than, you know, other signs. You know, when we love, we love hard. Yeah, and I hate that sometimes because there have been people who've done me. Come on, Cody. There have been people who. Uh, <laughs> there's been people who've done me dirty, dirty. Yeah. And then like years later, I'm like, should I, should I reconcile this? And I'm like, why are you? Why? Are you? And the other side of me like, why are you thinking like this? You know what they did to you? Why would you want to reconcile this? Yeah. But that's just the heart in me. I'm like, okay, that was two years ago, babe. <laughs> It's, I just have that that certain side of me that that's just so loving and caring to the point where I, I kind of do want to just forget sometimes. How would you handle cutting people off? Uh, <laughs> it all depends. I feel like uh, I feel like it's different categories. I feel like, <laughs> I, feel like uh, I mean, some stuff is just like automatic. Like some stuff you can't you can't come back from. Yeah. But like the small things, like I feel like you the one gonna be at a disservice of me cutting you off than I am because nine times out of ten if I cut you off, the friendship was probably one way anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You was probably only benefiting from me. Yeah. So uh yeah, I mean but other I mean, family though it is different, you do kinda you gotta give them a little longer rope, yeah. Because it's family. I mean, you are you always gonna see them. You're at gonna see them at Thanksgiving. You're gonna see yeah. them at Christmas. So uh, yeah, it's it, you got you got a longer longer line, longer leash with me if you if you family. So I ain't yeah. never had to. I don't know about that. I'm talking about the immediate family. I don't know about that. Cause I don't, I don't think it's no immediate family you got that you just cut off forever now. Well, people do do that. <laughs> I, mean, I, bro, I ain't gonna lie. I'll probably be a person that do that. People do do that. 
And I, I'm, I'm not talking like, I'm talking like brother, sister, yeah, to where they ain't talked to each other in 20 years. Mm. Nah, nah, I couldn't do that. Yeah, pe- people do that. Cause I feel like I feel like with the family, we gonna give them. If somebody just off the street or somebody from the family did the same thing, it's like you gonna give them a little bit more leeway than this one. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. you might just automatically do this person over here from the street. Oh, you done? Like you ain't no coming back from it. Yeah. But you might be able to talk it out or uh, mediate whatever you got going on with the family member. That you yeah. Have. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. As far as me, like mediating me, I'll just be like, yo, tighten up now. But if, if you don't tighten up, I mean, what you what you want me to do, bro? It's only as far as cutting off in general. It's only it's only so many chances I can give you. You right. You know what I'm saying? So if if you don't take a step after you know the first or second chance, then it shows me that you truly don't care. Yeah. So I mean, what's why would I waste my time? And like as far as like me cutting you off. I can do that to where I don't communicate with you. I don't have to go on social media and unfollow. I don't do that. I don't block numbers. Yeah, I, I, I don't do that either. I always, I'll let you do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always, I always thought that. For me, I thought that, I think that's weird. Because, because it, it makes it shows that you're affecting me yeah. some kind of way. Yep. Yeah. But instead, like, if me and you beefing, babe, I have no. I can cut you off easy. Yeah. And I can still do this podcast with no problem. Word. You know what I'm saying? And that's just how like. I mean, I just, I, I can do that. That's how I've always been able to move. I can do that too. Because I, I can be in a room full of, with, with people and somebody that I don't rock with, I can stand there and it shows that, it won't, it wouldn't show that I don't rock with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's just the, the cancer to me. What? Speaking on cancer, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead. Please. Please talk. Bros. Can y'all stop saying that? Are you a cancer? No, I'm not a cancer. <laughs> but look, like if you if you look at it, if you look at like like A B, he's a cancer. You know what I'm saying? Chris Brown. Like they their they their emotions are different. That's why me and Please, saying, please like, let the what are you whatever you are, go. Bro, I'm a Libra. Alright. I'm no, good at no. balancing things out. Well you're not I balancing guess, this yeah. out. No. <laughs> you see that that was my point was I can be in a room with a person I don't like, but my face is gonna show that I don't like that person. Like my face is showing that I hate the fact that you keep saying cancer. <laughs> but see, that's the thing, bro. Like, as far as doing that, you showing you showing that it's affecting you. Okay. But you gotta be bigger than that. Corner. Just like on, <laughs> like if, if I cut you off, when I see you post something on social media, I'm un, I'm, I'm cutting, I'm deleting you off of that too, cause I don't want to see you. Cause no, bro. Look, all right. If I'm beefing with you on social media, right, and I see you post stuff. That's cool. I ain't gonna like it, but that's cool. But what I'm gonna do is, when I post, I'm gonna make sure either you gonna see it I'm or you gonna hear about it. Unfollowing you. No, I'm gonna make sure when Justin see it, he gonna like, yo, corn T T on Instagram like that. That's how you gotta move, bro. You. Oh, let me tell you that. You want to do that? What's the boundaries that gotta be crossed for you? Uh. I don't know. I, don't, I I was just telling somebody else the other day. I don't know what this is, but like, say if, cause I I inherit beef. Like, if somebody say something to you and you don't take it personal, I'll take it personal for you. Oh, I already know. If somebody say something to y'all and y'all don't take it personal, I take it personal for you. Why I do that, I don't know. 
Because I'm like, I feel like you should be mad that he said that to you. And since you're not mad, I'm going to be mad for you. Yeah. Um, so, like, I don't know. But for me, uh, disrespect toward me uh, or my family. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's the main part is disrespect. Like, it's a way that you can and can't talk to me. And I won't allow you to do that. 